the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is nigh. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. Good morning. Isn't the Lord good and worthy to be praised? We thank you for your presence. We're glad you're here early. With that being said, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of preaching again and so gracious of you to permit me to do such with my wife. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We pray, Father, that we be all here, that we turn the pages of Scripture and ask you to speak to our hearts. And then, Father, after you speak, we pray that the Spirit of God would move and prompt people to respond to the Word of God for your glory and honor. Thank you. And Father, help us not to be distracted by thoughts and what's happening after we leave here and such things. Because Satan don't mind us coming to church as long as we don't get what we have come for. So uh, attune our ears. Help us to not walk. Help us to be still unless it's something beyond our control. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, All right, turn with us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 37. We'll say some preliminary things, and then we'll work our way down to that scripture. And then we will also uh, go to a number of other scriptures as we continue the series. The series is entitled, Rising from Earthly Mediocrity to Heavenly Greatness. Rising from Earthly Mediocrity to Heavenly Greatness. There are so many who fall short in they, of their intended resolutions and goals that they make. There are so many start off the new, the new year with goals and plans and dreams only to see them fizzle out before mid-year. I believe they are really sincere. So many people mean well when they make resolutions and goals and all those things but they never seem to reach those goals. Somehow they just have a way of fizzling out before June. Uh, And they will never see their dreams become a reality until they get serious and are willing to make the necessary sacrifices to see those dreams to become a reality. Living above the level of mediocrity means you must be committed to spiritual principles that will enable you to rise up to your God-given potential in Christ. For the time that God gives you here on earth, he expects you to serve him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. But more importantly, you cannot reach 
your greatness in the kingdom of God apart from yielding your life to Christ. If you're going to reach your potential, if you're going to be all that God is calling you to be, it is critical that you yield your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, seeking to know him more and following the path that he has ordained specifically and uniquely for you, which will result in earthly blessings and heavenly rewards. Therefore, if you desire to see God's vision for your life to become a reality, you must stop talking the talk. You must stop daydreaming, procrastinating, and allowing what brings you pleasure uh, to hinder the Lord's plan for your life. Your pleasure is not God's priority. That's right. <laughs> you, you, you ought to want to know God and to seek him with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. God wants you to have the best year ever. You did not come into this, this new year by accident. God ordered your presence into this year. You didn't just happen to stumble into this year. You have come into this year because you have purpose. You have come into this year because God is not through with you. If he were through with you, he'd have left you back in last May or June or December even. So you need to ask yourself, God, why did you permit me to come into this new year? Well, he wants you to do more. He wants you to serve him. And he wants you to go to new levels in him and into spiritual dimensions that he's calling you to rise up to. What are some crucial spiritual principles that are required to achieve success? Success in life, success in ministry, success in parenting, success on your jobs, success in any dimension doesn't just happen. There has to be some prerequisites for success. Uh, You want victory in your life. You want freedom. Then I want to give you some things to help you along the way so you won't come to December of this year and and you get depressed because you missed the mark by a whole lot. Let me just share a few things. Some of these, I'm going to just give a snippet of a review because there are about four things I want to say from last Sunday night and morning of last uh, week that's very critical, and then I'm going to put some things in there that you did not hear, and then we'll launch off into other insights that you need to hear for this appointed time. Number one, if necessary, don't be afraid to start over. Perhaps it's going back to school after dropping out from high school, or perhaps you dropped out of college. Uh, Some of you are picking up the pieces after divorce that was very hurtful. Some of you are starting over after death. You've had loved ones that you really cherished and loved, really part of your life, and you look around and they're not there, and you're starting over maybe a death of a spouse or relative, a parent. Then children leave the nest, and all of a sudden the house is empty. Some of you are transitioning from military life, and uh, you're starting over, and you've been in military life so long till you don't know how to be a civilian. And others of you, you've had crises that are unexpected that intrude into your life. And you say, oh, God, I didn't anticipate this kind of thing happened. But 
But God will not allow anything to come into your life that he can't carry you through if you walk with God and look to him. As a matter of fact, there will be tests in your life. Say test. You have tests to give you a testimony. Okay? If you don't have tests, you don't have a testimony. Uh, there will be tests. And you know what? As you grow in Christ, your test in life will not get any easier. As you grow in Christ, as you mature in Christ, God will challenge you at your level with a test that's more difficult than the previous test. In other words, you can't just stay in kindergarten. You want to grow in your relationship. And a lot of times he brings things into your life to refine you, to make you, to mature you, to grow you so that you can be all that God has called you to be. You say, oh God, I went through this. I'm so glad it's over with. But guess what? Other tests are coming. Now, now Satan will tempt you to destroy you, but God will test you to mature you to refine you. you know, Satan always want to tempt you with the design of destroying you, setting you back, uh, to just wiping you out to kill, steal, and destroy. But when God sends you through tests, he wants to refine you. He wants to bring the best out of you. He wants to strip the dross out of your life so that you can be all that God is calling you to be so that you can go to the next level in him and be all that he's calling you to be. My friends, some of you, it's loss of jobs. Some of you, it's financial ruin. Luke one thirty seven says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. There's nothing that come into your life that God can't handle. You and God ought to be keeping close company, and you and God make good company. Some of you have all kind of company, but the best company is having God company. Letting God be your company. When you say, I'm all alone, you don't believe that lie. You're not all alone. When you have the Lord in your heart and in your life and you're living by him, he fills the house with your presence, fills the home. You're not alone. God is with you, men and women of God. Don't forget that. When you forget that God is with you, you'll become a hot mess. Wherever you are in life, it is not too late to start over. Some of you just need to start over. You just can't, you can't fix where you are. You just need to say, you know what? Let me just start over. Secondly, uh, if you're going to achieve success, you must realize that you cannot have a great year if your attitude is not right before the Lord. Your attitude determines your altitude. Uh, Your attitude is a choice. You can choose to have a great attitude or you can choose to have a nasty, ugly, no good attitude. That is a choice. You decide what kind of attitude you're going to have as a husband or wife or a child. That's your choice. Choose to smile. Choose to see things from a spiritual perspective. Choose to realize that in the midst of uncertainty, that doesn't have to wipe out an attitude that can be good. Success or failure is dependent upon choosing to possess an attitude that glorifies God. This cannot be done apart from changing your pattern of thinking towards God. It is God who will adjust your attitude as you yield to him. 
You need to adjust your attitude toward God and allow him to work in that, yourself and your circumstances. A bad attitude can be your worst enemy. You can lose a good job with a bad attitude. That's right. You can lose your position because of a bad attitude. You can bring unnecessary setbacks in your life because of a bad attitude. You can crush your family spirit because of a bad attitude. You can wipe out somebody's motivation for living because of a bad attitude. Start with your attitude. Pray your attitude right by allowing the Holy Spirit to arrest it. A bad attitude can be your worst enemy. If you change the way you think, you will change the way you live. What is experience with a bad attitude? What is education with a bad attitude? What is knowledge with a bad attitude? What is money with a bad attitude? What is failure with a bad attitude? Uh, What is success with a bad attitude? What people think or say? What is having skills or even your appearance with a bad attitude? Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Thirdly, beloved, life is about transition. Say transition. Therefore, you need to know when your season is over and leave gratefully and leave graciously and leave gracefully. You know, life is about seasons. Many, many children leave home the wrong way. Watch how you leave home. People leave their employment in a disgruntled manner instead of saying thank you for an opportunity to work, even if things were unjust there. There are saints who leave the church in a dishonorable way, oftentimes breaking relationship and creating hard feelings. Be mindful that those who throw mud lose ground. Always leave in such a way that you can return. You may have to cross back over that same bridge. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says, to everything there is a season, a time, for every purpose under the sun. Refuse to allow Satan to remove you from where uh, the Lord has divinely placed you before the time. So many saints miss God and move without his permission because they are spiritually immature. So many saints move all over the place because they're unstable, they're, they're transient, uh, they've lost their focus, they run away because they have problems where they are. You can't go anywhere where there are no problems. You, you can get a new wife and she's going to have problems. New husband, you're going to make you want to run back to your old husband. That's right. Ah, problems at this church. Go to any church. Stay there just a few weeks and you're going to find out people come with problems. Where are you going to go where there are no problems? As long as there's sin, there's going to be problems. As long as there's a devil, there's going to be problems. Go get a new job that's paying more money and you're going to find new problems. I don't care if you're making six figures, new problems at six figures. My friends, God is calling us to not be a person who run away in the face of problems and don't let anybody tell you what you ought to be doing with your spiritual life. God is the author of life. And some of you are led by people and you end up in a mess or end up where you ought not be simply because you listened to people and did not listen to God and Satan deceived you through the voice of man instead of you listening to the voice of God. Save yourself a whole lot of trouble. Listen. There, there are always people who are telling you where you need to go, how you need to do, where you need to join, where you need to be, how long. 
Listen, God ought to have the last word in our lives. And when you let people have the last word, you're going to end up disconnected. You're going to end up way out there somewhere. And at the end of the day, you'll say, how did I get out here? And then your pride won't let you even retract. How do you know when your season is over? How do you know? This is so critical. I had to reiterate this because I wanted to soak in your spirit. You know your season is over when there is a lack of inner peace about remaining where you are. When you know your season is over, when there's a lack of inner peace about remaining where you are. Uh, Secondly, you, you know your season is over when your passion is gone for a certain job, or maybe military, or maybe where you're living. Uh, maybe some of you been around your family members too long in a certain area. Sometimes God, God told Abraham, get away from your family. Sometimes your family can hold you down and pin you down. Your cousin's in the way. Your, your folk are in the way. Sometimes God, want you to, God don't want you to go back to the hood. That's right. God don't want, how about I just get back home? He, he got you away from home because he wants to do a new thing with you. You going back home, you get right back where you used to be. And God says, I didn't, I didn't bring you this far for you to go back to what you used to be. Have you ever gone back home around some of your old buddies and see how they're living? They, they look all bad they, and you looking good. They all, they just wallowing up and it is hard luck. A whole life of hard luck. And you look at, oh God, thank you for disconnecting me. I know it may hurt. I know I didn't want to leave. But man, you go back. That's why some folk can't go to family reunions. That's why some folk can't even go to high school reunions. Because when they look at their lives, uh, they don't want folk to know how bad off they're doing. So they just don't show up. Am am I talking to somebody in here? I love to go back home to family reunions and high school reunions. Because I look pretty good for my age. That's right. You know, I never forget the last high school reunion I went to. I went to Cashman High School in uh, uh, Houston, Texas. And I think it was my 30th reunion or something like that. I'm way past that now. And so I, one of my friends, we had just connected over way back when. And I stepped out just to get a fresh air in, in, uh, from the event. And one of the friends came out to me and he said, he said, Randy, you know, when I look at your life and I see you, I see nothing but success and blessings and how God is using you. And when I look at myself, I don't have nothing to show for my life. I mean, I've messed up. I made some bad decisions. I've been into this. I've been into that. Randy, I hear how you preaching down there in San Antonio and how God is using you. I want you to, man, I'm so proud of you. And then tears begin to come all down his eyes and lock under his chin. And then I just end up ministering to him. And there are a lot of folk don't want to go back to high school reunions because when they say, well, how are you doing? Where are you working? How things are going? They don't, it's, it's bad. So they just don't show up. So God takes you from those venues so that he can do something incredibly good, incredibly adventurous, you know? So don't be afraid to let God transition you. You know, when your passion is gone, how do you know when your season is over? When God removes your desire to be where you are, to be where you are. Now, God is not calling you to bail out on your marriages. Some of you, some of you say, oh, my season is over with my marriage. <laughs> Honey, he just gave me permission to divorce. 
No, don't, don't you go there. Uh-uh, uh-uh, work it out. You've thrown away the key. Work it out. Amen? Okay, don't be looking at each other funny after this message. <laughs> How do you know when your season's over? When God begins to reveal signs that he is transitioning you in a new direction. He's just taking you in a way you haven't been before. Because where you are, you're no longer productive. You're easily frustrated where you are now. You, you, you've reached your ceiling. ceiling and, uh, and he's taking you away that you don't understand, a way that you haven't been before. Then uh, how do you know when your season's over with? When you have fulfilled your God-given purpose for that season, for being where you are. Your purpose has been fulfilled. And then uh, how do you know when your season's over? Uh, your circumstances dictate that it is time for you to move on, circumstantially. Now, I want to say something that I didn't say uh, last week on this business of se- uh, seasons, and I want you to listen and jot something down as it catches you in the spirit. When dealing with the seasons of life, be mindful that when you know that God has called you to do what you are doing, you must be obedient and faithful to that which God has called you to do until he releases you. I I say it again. When dealing with the seasons of life, be mindful that when you know, say no, when you know that God is calling you to do what you are doing, you must be obedient and faithful. Well, you know he's called you to do that, to that which he's calling you to do, until he releases you. Don't release yourself. Don't let people tell you, know, you're, you what, what you're doing still there. Refuse to allow Satan to, to confuse or cloud your thinking. You know, he will do that at critical moments of transition. Refuse to allow Satan to confuse or cloud your thinking to the point that you leave before the time. You need to operate on God's divine timetable for you, okay? Just because you're going through challenges, just because you're going through trials, or just because you don't see the results that you expect to see doesn't mean that you're out of the will of God. Man, nobody appreciate me. I I don't see progress. So therefore, God, you telling me to go on. Uh -uh 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 -uh. Hold it. Hold it. Just because you're going through challenges and trials on a job or a family or in a church or in military or whatever, and, don't res- and you don't see the results that you expect to see, does not necessarily mean that you're out of the will of God. As in the case of Noah, who preached 120 years to a wicked generation and only his family entered the ark. 120 years of preaching. It's going to rain, get right with God, it's going to rain. It was a wicked, wicked and wretched generation. Everyone was doing what was right in his or her own eye. And at the end of the day, after all those years of ministry, only his family got on the ark. He saw no progress in the ministry. He saw no souls coming to Christ. He didn't see a flock of people coming on. The animals had more sense than the people. It's amazing. 
You know, so sometimes you expect to see results. Some pastors get discouraged because the church is not growing as big as they ought to be. The finances is not as much as it ought to be. The dynamics of ministry is not where they think it ought to be. And they compare themselves with mega churches and all these things and they get depressed. But God doesn't call you to be like every other pastor. He has a ministry for you in this season of my ministry and your ministry. God has purpose and plan and stop comparing yourself with others lest you compare yourself into depression. Noah could have easily got depressed 120 years and only his family. Now, now listen, I think we've all seen a little progress. What about Noah? And you know what? He kept on preaching, kept on serving, he kept on being faithful, and God blessed him and he ended up saving his own life as well as the, his family and the animal kingdom. And the world was repopulated from that obedience from those who left that ark. The word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In him alone, we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210 210- If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Throughout the Bible, we are reminded of the immeasurable gifts God has given us. One of those gifts is the miraculous gift of motherhood. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to join us on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 14th at 10 a.m. as we thank God and honor all mothers during our Mother's Day worship celebration. Come and be blessed as we praise God together on this special day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.